Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365. After a good single malt, you sound like one. What can I get you guys? Oh, the usual podcast whiskey, something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves. Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes. That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about? Our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. Hey, Moraine! Episode 4 and 4. Yes, exactly. That's right, episode 8. Yes. (laughs) I think we already did that one. Okay. Did we? Uh, I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. Exactly. I think almost two years ago, I guess. And today's a special day. Today is Ignite. We're actually at Ignite. Opening day. Yeah, it's warm here in New Orleans. It is, isn't it? Actually, New Orleans would be warmer. Probably. Yeah, yes. It's more humid, I guess. And uh, so if this is the first day of Ignite, we would have done Saturday night and Sunday night and our on the town would already. probably uh, not be that going, crisp anymore. Hey, Moraine, episode four and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe the virtual Ignite is actually healthier for us. Maybe. But we did just spend the keynote watching uh, Satya Nadella and a few other people. Yeah. Also with a nice whiskey already. So We did. An old one. We tasted a while ago. The uh, Jameson's Caskmate Stout. Stout. Edition. Yes, exactly. So, but that will not stop us of drinking another one at the end of this episode, of course. No, and I was looking at the tasting notes for this earlier, and I have to quote this, and it says, The finish on this whiskey is a little menthol thyme which grows with confidence. Uh-huh. And neither of us have tasted this whiskey, but that's yep. setting your expectations. Sounds yeah. pretty... And we're going uh, back to Scotland, just to give people a, yeah. you know, something to look forward to. So, as you say... We have just sat and watched the three opening keynotes, uh, mm-hmm. an hour of satire, uh, and then Jared for Jared half an hour, Darrow, and then yes. somebody who I didn't catch the name of. James that did Phillips or something. James Phillips from for Power Apps. Yeah, Power business, Platform. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, out of 10 so far, kick off to Ignite. I know, you're an MVP, so you have to say 10. and you have your new MVP swag jacket on there oh yes yes yeah it was getting a bit chilly here so I did put on my new Microsoft 365 MVP jacket which is nice and warm actually (laughs) it doesn't fit me that well for some reason but it's it's nice and warm but anyway I I don't like hoodies anyway but anyway my question um, was uh, your question was about um, the quality there is something to say about watching something on a screen instead of watching it live. Although last year we did watch this on the screen because we were too bloody late to get into the yes, live seating, of course. Then you sit somewhere with 5,000 people next to you but and you there's just live. this energy in the hall. Yes, and I agree. to be honest, I love you, man, but you just don't bring that same energy when I you're sitting bacon. next to me. You did bring bacon. And and. 170,000 people saw a picture of that bacon because your tweet was displayed <laughs> on the screen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you're famous. Exactly, yes. And awesome. We did do a high five that at that cool. point, I must yes. admit. That was fun. That was cool. Yeah, I'd, I don't know. I, I, these virtual things, we've talked about them before. So we kind of know what we're expecting. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about the content. 
All right. And yes. we started off by saying that we thought it was a little too high, and they have been for a couple of years. The keynotes of of old, True. you know, SharePoint conference, they were about SharePoint, you know, and, yes. and Jeff or his yeah. equivalent would stand there for, as I said, 90 minutes or so on stage, and they would do live demos and show you all the stuff and everything else. Um but of course, but that's coming. That's coming in a few hours. Yes, which is why we have yes. to have this podcast done on time with no problems because we want to catch Jeff on stage um, in a little while. So I think you're right. I think there is some coming, and I kind of enjoyed it, and I kind of went wow. And NASA was on there, you know, yes. and we heard some new terms. Yes. You know, um, what do they call it? Azure Aerospace or something? Azure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't make it in that. Control yeah, system, cool. yes, exactly, and, and they have some good examples. Yeah, and they also had uh, one of my customers on there as well. They did, which was nice. And to be honest, just a disclaimer: I have nothing to do with all the technology that they were talking about with this customer. That is just not the people I work with. That has nothing to do with me. But I'm still very proud that my customer is on there. So don't ask him any questions about it. That's what no, you're saying. Exactly, exactly. And he's on a non-disclosure agreement anyway, so he can't say anything. Probably. I wonder whether you've already hmm. broke your non-disclosure agreement. No. no. Anyway, I, I, I wanted yeah. to get well, back anyway, because yes. one of the things that, uh, if you have, I'm sure most of the people that listening to this have seen it anyway, so it's mm. no surprise. I'm fairly sure. And by the time it's repeated at European times tomorrow, you almost certainly would have seen it. But there was a model that was in all three of those presentations, which yeah. is what they're kind of calling the... Um, the Microsoft stack, the environment, the... Yeah, that, that was what we just talked about. Like, we how did. do we call this thing? Yeah. And we still haven't really come to a conclusion. No, no but it's, it's a drawing. So everyone who has been watching for like two minutes has definitely seen this picture where on the bottom we've got the platform. So we've got Microsoft Azure. And then as uh, Albert Hoyting uh, very eloquently said that uh, security and compliance is in the basement. It's in the basement, yes. And so I responded, yeah, that's where they store the people that manage those things. <laughs> um, and rightfully so. Uh, no, so we've got... Azure uh, as, the, as the bottom end, as the, 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 the pillar where everything stands on. Just to say that yeah. the foundation of that is that security, identity management and compliance. So yes. that is important because it yeah, is the yeah, foundation yeah. that it that everything operates well, against. Of course. Yeah. You know, and for example, you know, um, I'm not advising people to roll out uh, private channels at the moment on Teams because that kind of foundation of retention and stuff is not actually working. What do you think is happening out there? You're looking all quizzical yeah, outside yeah, my I'm, door. I'm, uh, it, it sounds like it's raining outside, but I can hear water running, but that's probably My miss is emptying the bath the upstairs. Bath. Yes, yes, probably. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but, but seriously, it's yes. all built upon that compliance because that is super important across all industries. That's so true. that's fine. And then again, you were saying there's the Azure platform, yeah. which of course is doing more and more and more and, and all the it's really getting, clever stuff. It's, it's crazy how far that goes. I actually need to get away from work for a week and really do like a proper training around what Azure can actually bring but you'll never do it in a week no it's and too it's way it's too much, too much. and I, I mean know. we'll get on to that a little bit because yes. i think i want to make that point once we yeah. get to the end of this stack let's just mm -hmm. call it a stack yeah all right so we have the azure stack and then we have a row of development tools 
that exactly. has kind yes. of a, not yeah. di- appeared suddenly. We've known it's there, but we now see its perspective of sitting across the top of the Azure stack. Yeah. And so they've kind the of divided hand, into hard two halves. True. So on the one hand, we've got the power platform, which is the no-code, low-code stuff. And then on the other hand, we've got GitHub. And I'm very surprised to see GitHub there. And I was I was thinking it would be like Visual Studio or uh, something like that, like like the proper development tool, but they actually chose to say it's GitHub now. Well, they did spend several million to buy the rights for it, didn't it's they? It's true, it's true. But and it also is where, for many years, a lot of people at the home level of developing um, have um, stored most of their code. Sure. And, of course, that's also where a lot of the SharePoint code we used to download to make our pages look pretty was always stored anyway. So it's yeah. always been part of the oh, the, yeah. the uh, ecosystem. Yeah. And also for that as well, I just need to... I, I've, been, I've been testing it out, seeing how it works. Um, but I, as, as a non-developer to be involved in that I really need to like take a day break of work and really understand how that works if you need to yes that's a question for later so we have this layer of development tools we have this layer of analytics tools we have our business intelligence tools we have our data store for our code in terms of github we have the ability to interact with other platforms from github so github so there's links obviously to different types of code and different types of platforms there so that actually that layer is incredibly powerful Yes, and as you as you said, that is one of the things that I'm kind of missing here. Is indeed is the connectors to all the other platforms like a Salesforce, SAP, whatever. But you have those the ability to create those APIs, and those APIs are out there to download, which provide those connectivity to those data. And there was a billion. Okay, slight exaggeration. There was half a billion examples throughout all of these oh, three presentations. No, absolutely. But it's just with on the drawing, there's not really a line that goes outside. So this is all about, this is what we do at Microsoft. This is our Microsoft ecosystem. It doesn't, this is all there is. In, in the words of the Mandalorian, this is the way. And there's no other way next to it. So... There's no connectors going outside. And and I know Microsoft has tons of connectors to connect to all kinds of data, but it's not shown here. And that is something I'm noticing just now, but that I find quite entertaining. Entertaining, surprising. Is that a better word? Yeah, surprising, exactly, <laughs> yes. That's, I get it. But of course, I think what they're saying is that, hey, we're the center of the universe here. Yes. You know, this can connect into all kinds of different services in your organization. Yeah. It can connect into all kinds of data services, data levels, APIs. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very clearly shown. So but that was quite exciting to say that, you know, they, they've actually brought all of this stuff together. So they've been buying all these organizations. And let's be honest, it's what Microsoft do very, very well. Yes. You know, they buy a product. You know, if you think about Outlook, if you think about Teams, if you think about Excel, if you think about Access, if you think about PowerPoint, I think Word even, but I can't remember that particular one. But it's all built on something that they acquired or or built and brought in as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, it's the way that they work. So they create ecosystems and that's what we can see here. 
And it was very interesting to say that um, Satya said that you know nobody else in the world actually has this. Where no, it wasn't. It was the Phillips guy, Philip mm -hmm. guy at the end was saying that nobody actually has that stack where you can go and buy all the different tools, but still root them in the same identity, the same security, the same management, the same compliance. That's just not yeah, possible. Exactly. Yes. So it is from powerful. Yeah. Just the first two layers have got a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And then we get into the, the third layer. Of course, that's where we're more familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and even 365. there, very specific things and very surprising things as well. Yeah. So Microsoft 365, we know where that is. Exactly. But of course, so we now have that in row in between, whereas before it sat on Azure. Yes. It now sits actually above yeah. those tools. True, true. So would that mean that we would see more code or more custom code it in our in our front end uh Microsoft three six five things? I think it's we see the possibility of it. Yeah. That's what it says at this moment it's in true. time yeah. is the possibility of it. And it's and also like last year or two years ago when we had a drawing like this it would show much more emphasis on uh compliance as a pillar or ai as a pillar ai is not here anymore but because it is fully embedded in azure with all those features so it, it's it's not showing up there anymore what we see though is that these are now big boys toys <laughs> <laughs> what what we had there before yes. was all these features and facilities that we're working yeah. on, but they've mm -hmm. come of an age where they're so well connected that and those things are in there. Their marketing has moved on. We don't need to tell them all the details anymore. People know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just quoted back to me that you're not seeing them, but you know they're there. Yeah. So as a model, it really is becoming a picture of where we're at. So Microsoft 365 is also part of that next level up. Uh, and then LinkedIn. And then yeah, we, that we know. A surprising one to me. I know that they bought LinkedIn and it cost them so much money. And to be honest, for my current project where I'm doing a lot of learning material, they are referencing LinkedIn learning a lot. Yeah, um, so there's that side, but also you have uh, a deeper integration in things like Outlook and one or two others straight true. into LinkedIn and that kind yeah. of data. True. And um, I, I find that when I search in my contacts now, I get specific LinkedIn contacts that are identified there that weren't there before. Yeah. So, But even then, I, I'm wondering, like, okay, what will the Power Platform and GitHub bring me as an extra layer upon well, let, let's LinkedIn. deal with the github thing just to get this out of the system because i can see it's bothering you okay so um, where do you go for your json code when you want to do something in a conditional formatted column in sharepoint you don't write it yourself because you're not a programmer mm -hmm. so five times out of ten where does it, it come is from stored somewhere in github yes. yeah exactly i know all right so yeah. it's there so yeah. it's only one little step further for the code to actually be run from there if that's what you actually I, I in totally terms get of it. a direction I, they yes, may go i get it all right so why are you keep asking the question why it just gets up there no no i'm <laughs> just thinking like would linkedin have an open api so i can build a power app that would get linkedin information and that I can use a flow to send all my first level connections and emails when they're having their birthday, for there's example. A, there's a Power App LinkedIn. There's a Power App. Uh, sorry, there's a Power App connector. 
for LinkedIn and for Twitter and all okay. those other social stuff. So haven't yeah, played with it yet. There. So no, no, no. I get it. I get it. And if I'm honest, I'm probably saying that I have, can't guarantee I've seen the LinkedIn, but it it would be stupid for me to actually assume it's not there. And, no, and there know, will probably be something of an API. I'm getting that. Yeah. The other thing, of course, is that these these layers are not just about going up and down. There are about going side to side. Yes. So the interaction between Power Apps, Power Platform, and and GitHub is obviously going to get a lot closer. True. So across the top, then uh, we've got Office 365, Microsoft 365. We've got LinkedIn, and then we end up with Microsoft Dynamics. Yes. And that was the biggest surprise for me. Mainly really? Cause, yeah, because I kind of. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm not pushing our it to the world. side here, folks. Yeah, Dynamics is over there somewhere. You know, I it's. Know. Uh, it's not our world, but it is a big and thriving and very intelligent and 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 crazy community i know i know good I, yes but, but like, leave them over there i'm not interested i know that, that <laughs> i actually have a, have a, a, a dynamics uh degree of you, trade and inventory you said that, that last podcast that's yeah. two podcasts in a row now sorry so anybody willing to look at taking moraine on for a contract just as added value we also has yeah <laughs> no 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 no, no. So I, I i get these linkedin Request, but so the biggest yes. surprise that I've heard tonight about the uh, uh, Dynamics 365 is the partnership with Hololens. Yes. So there was yes Dynamics learning in Hololens, you know, and dynamic driving functionality and testing and things forward. So, you know, the Hololens has now started also to be integrated in that stack and in a way that feels like. Hey, if I go on a Dynamics course tomorrow, I will pick up what I need to do for HoloLens as well, which I thought was really good. All right, yeah, I doubt it will be like yeah, that either. But at the end so. of the day, from a marketing and positioning perspective, mm -hmm. we're hearing that's there. So here's, here's my question to you. I'll come back to the size of this in a minute. So we've got Azure on the bottom. We've got the Power Platform and GitHub in the middle, linking stuff together and building stuff from that. Microsoft 365, LinkedIn, and Microsoft Dynamics. What's not in here? I, besides the connectors to but external systems. We know the connectors are in there. They're part of Power Apps. So, okay. so what else? What other products do we have at the moment that's not in here? Windows? Well, Windows where is in the Microsoft the 365. <laughs> no, that's part of Microsoft 365. Okay. That's because it's the Office 365 plus, plus Microsoft. You're right. And Plus, they uh, Windows, Windows sorry, Windows. And that would kind of make sense because Windows 10 is not part of LinkedIn. Exactly, yes. Okay, well, so what else is yeah. missing? I don't think anything is. Well, I'm kind of uh, going to put a foot in and say yeah. this is potentially the first time that I've seen a connected stack like this that seems to embody all of the feature functionality from Microsoft. Yeah, and it's an easy one. It's easy to understand. It e is easy. It is easy to explain. It's easy on the eyes. It doesn't have too many moving parts. So would that mean that Microsoft is finally getting full circle and having built everything that they want as an ecosystem so that it is explainable and it is full stack from beginning to end. Maybe. I think it potentially does. 
but I don't think it's limiting. I think it's actually a platform on which you can now build. So mm-hmm. I just wonder whether on there's a fourth layer here. You know, you're saying a bit like connectors are not there coming out the middle. Mm-hmm. But I wonder whether the fourth layer is actually things like SharePoint and and all those kinds of things. And maybe the, you know, the facing like the video services, like Teams, like voice, like, yeah. you know, collaboration, uh, like knowledge management. Exactly. But those are more... Uh, functions. Those are things that people do, yeah, and this agreed. is the stuff that Microsoft How builds. How you do it? Where it yes, fits. exactly. One thing that I did think about uh, that that just jumped into my mind that is not on there is Edge, is the browser. So you're using the browser to go to LinkedIn, to go to your Microsoft 365, to go to uh, your your business apps. So Edge is not on there. So the kind of internet tool set yeah browser set yeah yeah i agree if we really have to find something that's not on there we must find yeah, something that's yeah, wrong yeah. with it yeah yes, exactly there you go microsoft i'm still i'm actually still waiting for microsoft to buy pornhub <laughs> and that would also look very cool to be on there <laughs> but then would that be part of linkedin or would that be part of oh, no. part of networking yeah. or collaboration Anyway, ah, oh, it's a very good question. It's a very dry night. It's a. Odd it night. is. We're both sitting there uh, drinking. drinking this water. Water. Uh, water. We are drinking water. water. Water, everybody. I know that's unusual for us, yes. uh, but it's water. I really quite like this. I was very impressed with what I saw, and I think that if this is the kickoff of Ignite, which is where we're going now, we now have potentially for the first time on any Ignite I've been to, the foundation that's set. So the keynotes have said, guys, this is this is the stack we're building from. We're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of this over the next two days. There's no yes. doubt about that. And potentially we're going to start to see what fits into each of these boxes because they are distinct boxes. True. Yeah. And I think Microsoft Azure, we have the Power Platform, we have GitHub, uh, 365, LinkedIn, and Dynamics. And so I would then think that all of the sessions will link back to one of those boxes. Yeah. Because this is a perfect drawing for something as Ignite. If we will look at Inspire, the partner event, or if we would look at Build, which is the, the developer event, they will not show this drawing because that's a different audience. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but they will show this drawing. They'll show, just show it from their aspect. That's what I think this is. I might be wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that what we're going to see over the next year or so is this kind of model becoming Everywhere. underlying yeah. yeah for everything so that yeah. you see it's, it's actually quite nice because uh, hololens is a perfect example it's been hanging out there for four or five years now At without least. having having yeah, yeah. No, but without having a home yeah yeah without having and without really catching to. on either well without because at the end of the day this is where the money is it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So people yeah. buy Dynamics licenses. People die, might buy Microsoft licenses. They but use sometimes the stuff Microsoft it. also needs to put their foot down and say we're going for it because that will give us things like Windows Phone and Surface Duo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw the Surface Duo, didn't we? Yes, of course they. They of course they they've been showing it around. Of course that you can't. You can't do something like that otherwise. And do you still think you're going to buy one? Yes. You think you are? Yeah, I, I know I am. I'm only 
I'm not sure if I want to buy the first version or if I want to wait for the next one. Yeah, I, I feel the same way yeah. a little bit. I know I, a few people who did buy one and they are incredibly happy with it because it's, it's still sturdy. honeymoon period. It's 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 the same price as a as a proper Surface Pro laptop yeah. thing, so it is pretty expensive. But I could see uh, this becoming a proper new form factor. Well, the Nokia folding phone is the same price. Yeah, the Samsung one. The yes, Samsung exactly. One. Sorry. Yes, sorry, exactly. Sorry. Yes. So the but Samsung one. Yes. I am. I I really think that with the two screens. With that new form factor, that you would get proper new experiences. I could see myself definitely in the days of of Corona, like we have right now, working at home with a new uh, desktop computer, powering my screens and all my extra gear, and then having that Surface Duo on the go when I would be um, traveling or going to a customer. When I need to just do a presentation, for example, I could just bring my duo with me and a cable to connect to their... And a bag of cables. Yeah, something like that. I could do that on my and Samsung. I'm, yeah, yeah I, could, I could do that with my S10 as well. I could just drive around if I have a meeting, just... Let's let's yeah. not let this go down the line of no. what they can and can't. Cause, uh, no, I know, you know. I know. I, but I, I, I definitely I think... It's I made the choice because my phone had actually had a fault, so I I literally went out looking for phones, and there were certain things that weren't ready in the Surface Duo for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they made those decisions on five G and, and stuff like that. Five G was kind of it or miss because I I mean I live in the countryside, so the likelihood of me having five G is unlikely. The camera was the big no stuffer for yeah. me, and a lot of people are saying the same thing. I um, get that, but but that's fine. But I really liked some of the ways they used them. So let's talk mm-hmm. about some of the really cool things. So we'll come back to the Geo in a minute. But they also showed the new Surface Two. Is it the two or the three two or just the hub. big XL? Yes, the what, eighty-five how big inch, eighty-five whatever, inch, yes, wall. Yeah, and exactly. it was cool. <laughs> yes, at one point, <laughs> it yes. was cool. And Cortana <laughs> operated. Cortana, start the meeting. Yeah, but Cortana is getting more prevalent in all these things. We already, to come back to the Surface Duo, we saw that when they were doing, uh, when Panos Panay had that uh, Surface Duo um, intro video. Yes. We saw that that person was talking to her phone with Cortana to schedule her whole day. And we see that now here uh, as well. So I'm... Super well, excited for that to come out at some point. But of course, the reason that they mentioned it is they mentioned Cortana on the basis that, and I didn't have to touch the screen. Because yes. <laughs> that was a COVID, good, like, yeah, yeah, little hint. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing was that she, and I, I thought it was cool anyway, she had a duo phone, she was drawing on the duo phone, and the same pen that was in her hand, she just turned around and drew on the surface. Yes, up. yes. All right. And Which, to be honest, we can already do that with the Surface for quite some years. I know, but it's it just shows the connectivity, the interconnectivity, and the common hardware logic platform, the technology. You know, I, remember I think going that's to just dumb luck. I don't no, think that's, that's that has bullshit. Been, no. It has to be planned. But but I go back to an early Ignite where Microsoft admitted they had multiple sync tools mm-hmm. and they don't op- interoperate with each other yeah. and they, they, they admitted that that was a 
fairly major screw up. But I think the number was ten. Uh, anyway, and they now fix that. You know, they yes. we have a far better process for sync, and and the fact that they're using the same connectivity between pen and devices, be be it the Duo Surface, and and is was just pretty cool. I just quite liked yeah. that idea. And of course, again, it means that nobody shares the same pen. Yes. So it yes. is also, and you might, that's the dumb look bit. You know, no. they happen to be in the middle of a pandemic when, hey, we've got to wipe everything. And I, I go to my butchers and it makes me smile every time I go to my butchers. There is a, um, <laughs> I didn't notice the first time I walked up to the counter to pay and there's a, a kind of, you know, a plastic box with uh, earbuds in. You know what you clean your ears out with? Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, they got earbuds. And then I'm going, oh, look, there's another box of earbuds. And, of course, it was so people could put in their pin code without actually having to touch the oh, buttons. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, again, depending on how you take the COVID. And, you know, I kind of take it quite seriously. And, and I've been healthy through all these months. Um, but it was just interesting to watch. So to actually, and there's the dumb look, Big. Hey, look, the pen worked because we designed it this way. And hey, we now have a really good reason for doing it. So, so it's pretty cool. That brings me to a really cool business idea: is to actually make some really nice designed metal bars that you can use to press in your code if you need to, and or to press stuff. Them? Just in your your your. And your what happens pants? when you? Wash your pants and they fall out through the little hole in the washing machine and screw up your washing machine. That's not my problem. I only build those things. <laughs> charge for yeah. them. Yeah. I think that uh, I have one of those metal things here. so It's called know. a pen. Yes, yes, and that would also press the buttons for me. Exactly. So sorry to poo-poo over your idea. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But there you go. Oh, well. Okay. Cool. cool, cool. All right. So that was Ignite this morning. That was that model, which I think is pretty cool. Um, it leads me on to the next question. Do you think that one person, and I've asked, I asked this question at Christmas last year. Do you think that one person could ever become a, a level of expertise, a master, even a better, of all of these new boxes? I mean, you and I know very little about Azure. Yes. All right. Relatively speaking, we know what it is and I can access the admin and I can do stuff. But do I know how to set up a new server? I could work my way through it when I get to that because I know what the admin is. You know, I, there's stuff I don't know on there. Um, power platform. Yeah, I know what it is. I've I've got done stuff. I've cut some workflows on there. So that's all right. GitHub. No, I. but I think people can. I think if you got if you are a developer, you actually are in the middle layer and you're interacting with that bottom layer with Azure and you're interacting with that top layer. So if you are a developer, you kind of work with those three layers. What we are doing, we are just working with that top layer and then only the left-hand side of that layer, which is the Microsoft 365 part. Have you ever tried to explain collaboration to a developer? <laughs> Have you ever tried to explain knowledge management and no, true. business? Yes, okay. Flow? Business, yeah, exactly. And business uh, principles. And How many developers uh, yes. do you know that are on LinkedIn? Uh, oof, uh, a lot. A lot? Yeah. Okay. 
compared to the business people you know on LinkedIn? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dynamics 365, I think that probably is an area where the devs guys might work. Yes. And I'm not dissing any devs no. guy. I highly respect them because it's something I can't do. So I know I can't go lower. But but I also think that everybody's the expertise is in here. So in, in Microsoft Azure, you kind of have the admins, the system administrators, the Windows engineering teams. Sure, They've yeah. always been there. They know what they're doing. But when I talk to my, because we don't actually have, in one of my clients, we don't have the global administration account on Office 365 because the Azure team have to protect Azure and they mm -hmm. class that as being too much of a risk. So very often we have to get them to do stuff for us. Yep. And it literally is taking the baby by the hand and telling them where to point and click and do. Yep. You know? So um, I actually completely disagree with you that I do not think that anybody can be the hands-on master of, any, of all of these technologies. And I don't think anybody should try. That's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. No, I, mm -hmm. I mean, we've just sat and spoke at the um, uh, SharePoint Office, Microsoft 365, Gugun. Gurgaon in you, India. Yes. Uh, in India. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, and one of the things that we, we talked about was um, all of these kind of diverse areas of not just this model and anywhere else but also there's two tracks there's the IT pro tracks and there's the developers tracks yeah, true. you know and there was things happening in there that I would not have even thought of going or wanting to go yeah. we we spoke at uh, Cologne the few weeks before that and we were listening to people talking about stuff that wasn't quite Chinese to me but it was kind of close yeah and I, and I think that it just means that we're a, a full diversity of, of expertise, of people that has to work as a team. And what did we say when we were doing the presentation last week? You know, oh, fuck. Oh, no, no. That you was said before that a few we times. were doing the... Yeah, okay. And you mentioned yes. the penis word as well, you yes. know, because you can't resist. It's, it's one of those things you have to do in every presentation. Uh, I did it for you this time, so we're all good to go. But we talked about the fact that as a a consultant or a service owner for Office 365, they cannot run their service without sitting next to, on a regular basis, the network guy and the security guy. True, yes. Yeah, and the network and security guy, they will be working in the Azure area. Yes, because they need to control identity. They need to yep. look out for that border that is surrounding your network. They access. They conditional access. You know? Yes, you're always saying conditional formatting. I do. Yes, I know you mean conditional I know. access. Thank you. My, yeah. You do my translation. Yes, yes I do apologize. Uh, conditional uh, something. Access. I've, yes. no, I've just gone with something. I'm a bit on cover the word. But but it's true. So there's there's multiple skill sets there. So maybe that's where LinkedIn comes into this. Maybe actually LinkedIn becomes a tool where you can connect the virtual skill sets within your team. So maybe that's the next feature. There's your new idea. Mm. So how can you create working together using that stack to actually try and build the interactive processes? I'm talking a lot of junk here, really, because it's a really big job. But it's an interesting thought, isn't it? It is. That you it, could it has say, everything for in example, there to do that. Yeah, you could say, okay, I need a new developer that's really good in JSON. So you look on LinkedIn to see who did the JSON course and who scored highest, who's living near you, and who also has a, some kind of certificate in Office 365, and those are the people that you want to call. And better still. That maybe so if you have an API, then we could build a power app that could just do that for us. Correct. And, and automatically power automate that would also send them an email and invite them together with Cortana in a meeting 
in the office or not in the office virtually in teams Correct. because it's corona time Correct. Woo. Okay, you've done. Wow. Good. And also, whether they know anybody else in your organization so that you know they're going <sighs> to yes. fit in. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Soft skills, very important. It's cool. I like <laughs> this. I It's what I got out of this presentation, and I think I, I'm, I smile when I think about it. Um, any other announcements that you liked or any other things or gadgets that you saw or demos from people that you liked? Uh, the Toyota app, the Toyota app was neat. Yes, yes. I, th I think yes. That, I know uh, Toyota has been a big friend of Microsoft lately, uh, because um, I also have this newsletter that I send out every few weeks, and I uh, just look at interesting blog posts and stuff like that. And I saw a blog post from. Um, uh, the Power Automate uh, team that uh, Toyota North America did their all their uh, travel requests with an automatic Power Automate that would also uh, approve or deny those requests. So I already saw that one, and then we already uh, we also saw a few things from uh, Toyota here as well. So, well, I think they quoted some examples, and I also spoke to some Microsoft people this week about the things they were doing that linked it together that github and that power platform mm -hmm. that kind of code and no code scenario mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the first one on the toyota one we saw so if you haven't caught this do look at the videos the uh the keynote for the power platform it's a little half an hour and it's quite cool but they do an example where they wanted to be able to quickly allow dealers to be able to look at the, whether certain parts have been fitted to cars yeah so they built the api that connected to the parts system uh, and the build system and of course you know the app that showed you the model of the car yeah. and they showed you how to do that and I'm fairly sure it would take weeks of politics to sort it out as we, <laughs> we talked about when we were watching it yes. um, but in terms of the technology itself it was quite quick yeah. and I was also speaking to uh, a Microsoft uh, Power Platform guy uh, and they were saying that one of the things that they built was they wanted to make um, annual leave management a lot easier to deal with on the basis of course that people are working from home and, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and it's difficult to manage and approve it um, and but they have this old legacy system but of course trying to change a legacy system for 25,000 people was you know whatever Very the number of people yeah. is in Microsoft now 15,000 or whatever the number is um, but what they did was they built the API and then they just front-ended it with power apps with the power platform yeah. and so they were able to very quickly suddenly be able to get people using it on their phones and, and everything else um, and I guess that's where the magic is between GitHub and power platform in that you already have the right kinds of people in both of those areas at that layer in between all of this yeah and that is maybe also something that I'm not seeing here is the different ways how this technology can really be as a front end. So I already s said that I'm, I'm lacking edge here, yep. but also like uh, mobile apps are not showing here. Well, Power Apps is the way to get apps on the mobile themselves. And, and Microsoft 365's got a bunch of apps for their services as well, but it's not, it's not effectively shown here. Does so it is a very- Does cover this? Well, it yes It manages and the no, edge devices. Because that's that's, the real management of of these things but yeah but no i agree there's no there's out. no hardware in here and i think no, the the, the os potentially is sitting somewhere uh maybe 
they just need to make it clear as to where they, they want to manage it or they end up sliding in a new block. Hey, you know, this is going to be solid for a year and then they're going to build on it and develop on it. And and I can, f I can fairly see already the slide that has these blocks in the middle and pies, pieces of pies coming off it that's doing things yes. like connectors yes. and yes. APIs and mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. Yeah. And my guess is if you were to take all of the different connectivity, you end up with some very thin sluts coming off there creating that pie with all of the different things that it can connect to. Oh, absolutely, yes. Because if we only look at Microsoft 365, that could point to that... Um, that uh, elemental table that uh, jumped to 365. Um, that um, was it Matt Wade Matt built, Wade built uh, that, yeah. that big Elements, echo, whatever. Yeah, that big ecosystem of of all the 365 things. And I'm pretty uh, well. We we already saw uh, the new um, parts of the um, uh, dynamics shown as well in the in the dynamics keynote we saw we did yeah and with even the blocks. links to hololens and yeah. training and uh, training within you know within the amps mm -hmm. yeah uh, that's very very true and i think we've got power bi in there in terms of the power platform and that's going to link into all of this other stuff as well true. in terms of being able to add reporting against you know the various other applications i think it's a nice model I think it's a very it nice model. It um, is. And as I said, it appeared in every one of the first three True. keynotes. Yeah. Whoever puts all of this stuff together it's with Microsoft, it feels like they've got a plan in the background somewhere. You know, maybe they kind of do know what they're doing. Yes. Or plan, of, plan for world domination. Yeah. Yes. So what was small. The, the coolest thing you saw on the... Uh, uh, of the keynotes today? The coolest thing you went, oh, wow, that was neat. I know what mine was. And I know you're going to go, oh, yes, when I say flight simulator. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when I just said that if I would be working from home with a desktop, that would be the reason to get one is to uh, so I can buy one with a proper graphic card so I can actually play uh, the new flight simulator on my three screens instead of running it from my surface. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go look at it, guys and listeners, is that... Um, uh, they basically used Flight Simulator, uh, Satya did, to say this is an ecosystem of development. And from the first Flight Simulator with its simple lines and, and basic uh, graphics all the way through to the end one where they were customizing the views from the plane to show Ignite and put flags on buildings and flying around in real time. And it was, I have to say, it was freaking impressive. Absolutely, um, yes. Uh, but, but, but as a tool for saying, look, this is where we came from in 1980-whatever. Yeah, something, whatever, yeah. All the way through into 40 years. Yeah. That's where we started. This is where we are now. So if you take that as a model for all the other tools, which, of course, is that's what they're implying, that was pretty, pretty cool. It was probably True. the coolest thing I said, yes. I heard. Agreed. Maybe. Yes. Well, you know, I think the surface uh, is, the is surface impressive. The big, big screen. screen. Yeah. Together with the duo. Yes. So yes. They but did that's a good because job. we're boys and we just like toys. Yep. But that flight simulator is pretty neat. Exactly. Yes. So in, uh, in 20 minutes time or so, we will actually be dropping into one of those boxes. Mm -hmm. Microsoft 365. Yes. And Jeff. And all the cool things that are coming with uh, Office and Microsoft 365. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. And this thing runs for 48 hours? 
Sorry, Ignite. What? Ignite. Oh, Ignite. Runs. Okay, I thought you were talking about Jeff Tipu <laughs> running for 48 hours. It could okay. do. Probably, yes. It could do. Yes. So, um, and we know there's a few things coming around. They talked about some new things in teams. Um, they talked about yeah. a lot of self-improvement and, and really oh, managing yeah. this idea yeah. that people are working too hard. Yes, um, because which of course we yeah. are. You, we, we've we've seen those two trends. So, like on the on the one side, we see that Microsoft is saying you need to relax and and uh, be um, yeah, relax and be mindful of yourself so that you don't burn out because you're working from home. That's one thing that we clearly saw, and. There was something else that I just completely forgot about. That's okay. Just now. Well, they're, they're doing that work with Headspace to look at uh, how you, how you can generate some time and peace. And yeah. yoga. They're going to do yoga in uh, teams. Virtual yoga. yoga. Yep. Yes. Yes. Which Headspace is kind of like yoga for the brain. I so. loved the quote from the guy from Headspace when he said, that, you know, he used to be a Buddhist monk and so meditation was part of his job. Yes, that was that was a, a brilliant quote. Exactly, it was good. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, anyway, I think as a review, let's just call it quits there, and uh, and yeah. you know, it's a great platform. We'll have this out early so you can catch up with the videos and things like this. And let's get on to drinking a whiskey. Yes, let's 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 let's. All right. So, so what I'm do gonna, we have? Well, I'm going to let Moraine pour it while I yeah. just uh, talk about what we have. So mm -hmm. we're looking at a, a Ben Ramac. Peat smoky. So this was part of our PT smoky exactly. area. You have to say that this is a 2008. I have to say it's a 2008, which <laughs> is what I was about to say, but Moraine said it Sorry. for me, which is cool. Sorry. All right. No, don't apologize. That's fine. It's funny. It's uh, we we do here for a laugh, and we'd we'd easily sit in the bar and be as equally sarcastic to each other in the bar. So why you, yeah, just pour it all in there. It's not gonna. It's not know. gonna pour itself. I guess. So yeah. this is the last sample from our. PT test. Oh, and Moran's just stuck it under his nose and went, ooh. So this should be interesting. The first of all thing we should look at is the colour. Yes. When we were looking at the bottle earlier, you said it looks like a bottle of white wine. Yes. And to be honest, if you look at the colour, and I have to say this is something that I've been noticing with the Octomore, with Ardbeck, and now with this one, the heavy peated ones are always super light in colour. You know, I wonder whether it's because they don't put any caramel in. <laughs> no, I'm not because joking. Because that would mess with the taste. No, but the caramel they put in for colouring. That's the reason they put caramel in. Mm -hmm. They put the caramel into the colouring to actually no, they put keep the it consistent. Exactly, to keep it consistent. But it also must make it a colour that can be consistent. And maybe that's a darker colour. Ah. Maybe if you colour. make it darker then it's easier to be consistent i have no idea but, but also i have to say that if a whiskey looks dark yellow to me that is more appealing for some reason because nah, that it, in my head it kind of says like that's that you've got more it's manly whiskey yes there, there's more whiskey in the whiskey so there's less water and more whiskey more grain more Flavor, more taste. It's all bullshit, you know. I know. <laughs> I, I totally know about it. Yes, exactly. This is uh, the color that it comes out of the barrel. And that barrel, that depends how long it's been in the charred barrel. Exactly. Okay, so, yes. I mean, I know you know this, but let's just, just yeah. clarify it for everybody else. Yeah. When this thing gets distilled, it comes out clear. So, the, yeah. the if you're in Ireland, the Puchin. If you're in America, the 
Mm-hmm. What do they call yeah, it? Yeah, the, the stuff the that comes gone. out. Yeah, of the... anyway, it's yes. white. It's clear. Yeah. So, And then they put it in a barrel, and it's the color of the barrel. Yeah. So um, this is peaty, so that's why you expect it to be a darker color, because you know it's gone in a charred barrel. Yes. Okay. Um, but, of course, that char has kind of been diluted, because by the time it gets to this whiskey, I'm guessing it's probably in a, uh, a bourbon barrel of some kind. Um, but the peat is already, of course, in there from uh, the peated malt. Yeah. So that's nothing to do with that. But it, it, but it does logically associate with it. I know you keep smelling this. It is a beautiful smell, isn't it? It is. I just love it. This could, smell-wise, this could very well be one of my top ten whiskies. It, it, it's got the char in it. It's got the smoke and the bonfire. That's why you like it. It's right up yes. your alley. Yes. It's actually, so when, when I smoke a big cigar and the day after when I smell my t-shirt, if it's okay to still wear it, and then my t-shirt smells like the cigar that I smoked the day before, Okay. that's exactly this smell. Yeah. It's nice. It is that bonfire night, fireworks, gunpowder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but gum, you've got to get yeah. your nose in to get in there. Yeah. And and I, there's there's a little hint of vegetables vegetables if you put your nose in there's this there there's this thick uh, smell of of like it's aromatics isn't it it's it's not just yeah. a straight fruit or stewed veg stewed fruity kind of thing it's kind it's of perfume stewed stewed vegetables yeah. yes exactly yeah that's well my mother always told me that i had to eat my vegetables so yes. i think i'll just do that now gung-ho yeah And your mm. first look was something of you were thinking a lot. I was. Um, I was just thinking how sharp it is. Oh, okay. Or actually, how sharp it isn't. It's it. The, the first taste is a bit, and then it dies away very quickly, and you get that Ladeig smoke. The, uh, it's now become the Ladeig smoke. You know that uh, you but that you chew. This but I really like this. I get I get the fact that you say it's chewable, but then the taste is nothing like a Ledeg. This is much more... It's not there. It's not like a Ledeg. I, no. I get that, but that's smoke. It's, it's, that first smoke yeah, is. yeah, yeah. I, I get the, the palpable smoke. But this is awesome. I got lemon in here. The lemon smoke. And it's a sharp lemon. It's a sweet, sharp yes, lemon. I, I was thinking about what is that taste that I'm, that I'm tasting. It is some lemony, some mandarin. It's a bit like orange, limoncello. Like limoncello, yeah. Again, the the uh, the notes that I'm reading here are interesting. So on on the palate, it said uh, oh. citrus rinds bring a tart sharpness to smoked cheese and ham. So do you get smoked cheese and ham? Maybe that's the thing that I'm tasting. It's not the stewed vegetables, but it is. I don't. You know, know we we were just tasting a little bit of meat, that smoked meat. Yeah. It kind of has traces of this. This kind of has traces of that smoked meat. This this is a bloody nice drink. I'm going to put this on my next bottle. I think to uh, to put into the collection. Yes. So the Ben Ramac now, 2008. Pete smoke. I have to say, the the more I drink of this, the less I think that this is an an, an everyday whiskey. 
It's no, not. I don't think it is. It's not. This is really something that you have to say, okay, I really am in the mood of getting something like this today. But it's an interesting finish as well. Because uh, it, it goes I, on a little bit. Yes, but I don't get that. Um, what did they say? Mental, Mental time grows with confidence. But but it, but there is a growth there. I understand what they're coming from. It's not growing as such. But when, when you normally think of a finish, it kind of sits there and it goes on and on and yes. on. But what this tends to do is it tends to disappear. Um, but then you start to get the nuances, the essences in true, there. True, true. It's kind of coming back as well. It's yeah. a complex whiskey. Yeah. I think the dog's just going round and round in circles. Just. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be back. Oh well. But this is a really, really, really nice whiskey. You dropped some water into it. I did. Benromac Beet Smoke 2008. And yeah. your thought? I'm watching you, of course. The silence the listeners are listening to. It's uh, if you get a little bit of water in there, then you got the menthol. Really? Yes. I just done that, so I'll have a taste. Yes. And that herby, herbal-like um, flavor in the back as well. So what they describe as thyme. Yeah. Yeah. This is lovely. Yes. I Ooh. think it's potentially the most complex whiskey we've tasted. In terms of its complexity it's and its range. Definitely somewhere in the top five of whiskeys that I've ever tasted in terms of complexity. And, it, and even 20 seconds afterwards. It's still there. It's a bit like sucking those sweets. You know yeah. those little sweets you get in the boxes? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's, yeah, very, I very nice. like this. We bought a box of uh, three uh, petered whiskies. Oh. Um, and we've this is the third one. And, I mean, yes, we just chose them. But it's the third one, and it's the one we left till last. Yeah. And that's really very, very cool. Very cool indeed. 2008. So I don't know how old it is actually. Um, I'm guessing it's. Uh, um, I think it says there on the taste notes when it was uh, bottled 2018. So it's 10 years old. Oh wow, that's good. It it's it actually doesn't it doesn't taste like a 10 year old. No, it still has it, that harshness. It, yeah, but it it's got that complexity of a 15 or uh, something or more. Something. Interesting. I was looking at the technical notes. The parts per million is only 47. Which is pretty high. Yeah, but the Octomore was Yeah, the Octomore, but the Octomore is out of range for... For normal human yes, beings. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. So if we talk about Artbeek, I think they're somewhere but in I the 50s But I think for 47, it, it, it does well with that peaty taste. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. I like this. Well, that brings us to the end. Um, again, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. We're going to mix this down quickly. Um, so that we can get this out over the next couple of days, so that uh, oh. if you can catch up the videos and the keynotes uh, from Ignite, that would be very, very cool. Mm -hmm. um, this is like recording at Ignite, you know? A, it is. A year ago, yes. a year ago, we were recording, except that I don't get my podcast Ignite mug. mug. Yes. I was hoping for another one. Like, we, we had an orange one yep. last year. Maybe this year the team would be blue or green or whatever yep. so that we could, like, build a whole range of mugs. But, uh, 
Ah, maybe we could spend two minutes on all the things we're missing from a real odd night. A so new backpack. A new backpack. Travel, drinks with friends, food with friends, parties with friends. You've thought this one through, haven't you? Uber with friends. <laughs> Uber yeah, with yes, friends. Yes. I was thinking about the things party like bus. nitrogen, uh, popcorn, the dragon puffs. Exactly. Yes. I, I, but also just the ability to wander around an exhibition and ask somebody a question. Yes. You know, randomly. Ask the question of, you've got any swag? Yeah, no, yeah. no, I got no. t-shirts. No, well, I no. embarrassed you by doing that last year and the year before. You quite, you know, something I get in there. You if I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road? That would be awesome. If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass. And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See you next time. Oh, Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moraine, on the next Office 365 Steve.